Hey folks, this is Bill just giving a quick update that we're shifting the release schedule back from bi-weekly to being weekly again. I'm going to split up the podcast material into two separate episodes, one for screen watching and the interview, and the other for the games we played. Since last week we did the interview with the cold calling team, this week will be the games played, as you might have guessed from the title. Hope you enjoy, and look forward to a new interview next week. And we are back. Big thanks again to the people from Cold Calling for stopping by to chat about their game. I wish them the best of luck in bringing it into a a more full-fledged product. So uh, at this time, uh, hey Dan, what you playing? Well, um, jumping back between a few things, but mostly I think Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu uh, right now. Um, And I... Yeah, mainly it's that. I play a little bit of Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, so I jump back between the two of them. And, um, oh, I got Screen Cheat. You ever play oh. that game? Yeah, we, we played, played it once that. before we here. Yeah. 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 What are you it. playing that on? A Switch. They have it on Switch now. How does. Oh, I guess you can play it on TV. That works. Yeah. Yeah, you can play it on TV. And then um, it. Uh, you can play. I, I don't know that you can play the game single player, which I thought was kind of cool. You the time trials, but you see the other person's screen, kind of thing. Because that's how you play the game. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, it's interesting. It's uh, kind of cool. So let's work backwards. Tell yeah. me a little bit about how Screen Cheat works, because it's based on like when we were kids, when you yeah. did couch co-op with like GoldenEye and Halo. You could look at the other person's because back then. You would share a TV screen to yeah. play. Split, yeah, split screen multiplayer. Um, so it's kind of like that kind of thing where it's like you have four. You can do up to four um, split screen. Um, and it's you're inv- everybody's invisible, so you have to look on the other screen to see where they are and kind of guess to shoot. It, it takes – I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. It, it takes me a minute to kind of rewire my brain – just to only look at like there's there's screen. I mean, you have to see kind of where you are and where you're going. But like, I, I sometimes I find myself wandering and trying to explore. When you know the maps a little bit better, um, you can kind of you can play the game I think easier. Uh, because for me, I love exploring maps and seeing what you know what's where and all that. Yeah, it's it's a really different game, and that's what kind of drew me to it. And it was like on sale a little bit over the over like they had a, a digital eShop sale, and so I, I got uh, discounted. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. It's I mean, when you have people to play with, it's it's a it's a it's a lot of fun. If you know, it's it, it, I I would say that it's it's only for people who are familiar with first person shooter games and have played them, whether it's N sixty four or now. But it's kind of like an in joke about those older first person shooters that you would play on consoles. Yeah, I I like that's not something that I would want. I I wouldn't ask my girlfriend to play it. Uh, she's played some games, but like she wouldn't. I think understand it as as well or actually we did try playing it it didn't go well <laughs> yeah um it just it wasn't that might uh, be yeah one that takes you have to have like kind of on. like instant kind of a, adjustments to like oh i know my first person tro- uh, shooter controls i mean just adapted to what it is okay okay great now i can just go so it's a, it's definitely worth uh i think checking out but 
And then uh, for Smash, we talked about Smash a bit on the podcast before, but yeah. uh, who would you say your mains are in Smash? Uh, Samus is still my my go-to. OG Samus, not yeah. Zero Suit Samus? Uh, I, yeah, OG Samus. I, I play some Zero Suit, but like the, re- like the original Samus character is, is who I uh, usually play and familiar with. Donkey Kong is my like, second and I haven't unlocked Dark Samus yet, but I'm really curious to see what they did with her and how, yeah. how they made it different from the regular Samus character. But I still have not unlocked everybody yet. I'm trying to unlock them just, you know, whenever I play it. I'm not gonna I'm not in like a quest to kinda like unlock everything. I probably got half maybe at this point. You hear And and then uh which version of Pokemon, are you a Let's Go Eevee player or a Let's Go Pikachu player? Got the Pikachu game. Um, well, I mean, that was what was given to me for Christmas, so that's the decision was made for me. So you know, <laughs> that's fine with me because I, ne- I mean, Eevee's Eevee for me. Like I don't, uh, I never have. You know, Pikachu is like the, they've been the main face of the series for so long. Um, but uh, yeah, I really. I, I don't know what they're going to do with the next Pokemon game. This, this I guess it's coming out this year. Yeah, allegedly there is another Pokemon game on the way. It's weird, like, what space is this going to occupy? Yeah, well, this is the mainline whatever game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if every other year they did, like, every year there's a Pokemon game. Every other year it's a Let's Go, and every year, every other year it's a, a main game. I mean, for a while they were doing it where... One year was the new generation, and the other year would be like a remake of right. an older generation. Like I think that's what they would do now. And I'm trying to think of if I would want to. I kind of I bought Pokemon Sun, but I found it for like twenty bucks at a Salvation Army. You know, I I, I it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's probably not this price, that price now. They don't lower those prices of those games. Um, so I had it and I started playing it, um, but like. I don't know. I wasn't like as still into the Pokemon as I was when I was a kid or younger, you know. So like, if I can play reimagined versions of newer game of like the older games, then that's probably more appealing to me. If I want to keep playing Pokemon games, so the Let's yeah. Go might be like the speed that I want to play. Unless they made a Breath of the Wild style open world Pokemon monster, you know, like a Monster Hunter type thing where you're running around catching things and it's realistic. That's a different story, but like. If it's another kind of the similar formula that it has been, in that there's you know trainers that you battle and all that stuff. If it's that, I might just stick with the Let's Go. I mean, I'm having as much fun with Let's Go as I would yeah the games. There's a lot of improvements they've made to the whole to the whole like formula. I guess like there's no there's no Pokemon like there's no PC anymore. You don't have to go load up a That's piece. That's really good. It's like you just, if you catch a Pokemon, you just go to a menu and you want to put them in your party, you can just put it in your party from a box. Yes. And you don't have to, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing. You don't have to like run, like you just swap you them out. fly back to Bill's house in the middle of, because his name was Bill, not that my yeah, name was Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, <laughs> Bill's palatial. Uh, Bill's palatial cabin in the woods where he has the PC where all your Pokemon are stored. Yeah, he, um. Well, they, and they still have you kind of do that a little bit, but he's just in this game of Pokemon fanatic or something and created, maybe he created the Pokemon box, but it's, that's like the biggest improvement I've seen. You don't have to go, and I don't know if they've had this in previous games. I don't think they, I think the, the, the PC thing still was a thing. 
in previous games. Yeah, like it was Sun yeah, and a thing stuff. for a while. Yeah. I don't know when they – I mean, this might be the first time they ditched that. Right, and so that's my favorite part about it. And they, and they – just how that area kind of looks in 3D. And they threw a little Alolan uh, Pokemon in there too. So I'm – got like three badges so i'm still still got a lot to play but it's 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 uh, and and well just seeing the pokemon out in the world instead of randomly coming upon it by chance like i think that's such an improvement um you know if you see like a charmander or something that you don't that you want to run to it and stuff instead of try to hiding away so it's it's i'm having a lot of fun with it right now so that's kind of been my one that i'm playing a lot sounds like lots of minor but needed quality of life improvements yeah yeah and i I don't say finally because again i have kind of been out of touch with what they've been doing with ultra sun and all that stuff but um yeah i'm gonna blow your mind with my suggestion for what the next pokemon game should be i think Mm. it should be an animal crossing game except instead of building a town you are building well you're still building a town but you're like the gym leader so you have your own gym you go out into the world to get the Pokemon you want to have at your gym. You build up the town like you stock the item store. You oh. get people to come to your town. And then other players can come to your gym. And battle you. And battle you and your Pokemon. And you can go to other gyms and go out there and get their badges. And you can come back and you can have like... So you're not going to like the Elite Four anymore. So you don't have eight badges. You have like you know 40 badges. So it's like people make their own custom badge. That's really cool. That's and a cool idea. You can also just visit people's towns and see, like, oh, what's going on over here in uh, in Peppermint Village? Yeah, huh? That's a really cool idea. I like, I like, and then I imagine whoever's got the if you have, after you get like fifty badges or something, there's an elite, whatever, and then you can, you know, right? There are like prestige unlocks where you can like go and fight advanced trainers or go and like find rare Pokemon once you've hit certain criteria. Based on that, based on like either winning a lot of gyms or like getting your town leveled up to a certain level. Hmm. That's a really cool idea. And every person in the game will be a, a uh, an actual person and we'll call it Pokemon 76. Oh, too soon. Well, we can we can improve on that game, I think. I've we never can, played we... that game, so I don't I just heard some things about it. Yeah, people are not thrilled with they lowered the price of it after like two weeks. So. Same with the PlayStation Classic. You can get PlayStation Classic now for fifty nine ninety nine. I was just over at Best Buy. Oh yeah, and how much was it originally? A hundo. Wow. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to get to forty. When yeah. it gets to forty, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, that'll probably happen. It'd be cool to have with all the other stuff there. Well, they tried. They, I suppose they did. They did <laughs> release, manufacture, and release a product. So <laughs> the um, exact opposite problem to what happened with the nes and super nintendo yes there's too many of them yeah too many and it's not good that that's their two main issues yeah if i had to guess well that's another episode if you haven't already done one of the playstation classic yeah um you know i I might pick it up later on to see if uh you can uh do any work on it oh i see so uh (laughs) I've heard there are there are things you can do with it out there. The main thing I just want to do is like make it so you can pair it with a DualShock Four, like that. If you could just do that, and yeah. you could get analog into that thing, then that really opens things up. Oh, that's right, because the original PlayStation controllers weren't. Um, they didn't have any. 
Like the analog stuff. Right. The, the very first controllers didn't have the analog sticks. And like a lot of games don't use analog, but a lot of the best games for the system do use analog. So mm-hmm. like it's weird. Metal Gear Solid is on there, but it was intended. It has features with like the DualShock in mind. Oh, right. It's supposed to rumble and... Supposed to rumble. You can use it analog to move around, but you can't on the PlayStation Classic. See, that's that's why I think Nintendo's holding off kind of for an N sixty four. Like it's everybody wants it, but like if you mess it up, you mess it up. So like it's smart for them not to do that. I don't think. True. Very true. Yeah. Because like the PlayStation, I mean, there's a lot of licensed and third party games on that thing that drew people there. It's kind of hairy to to do so. Well, as for myself, uh, I've been playing a few older games, trying to get just kind of caught back up while there's not too much new stuff coming out. Speaking of Fallout 76, I tried Fallout 4 for the very first time. Oh, yeah? And, uh, you know, it's not strictly a bad game, but it is a Fallout game, which if you've played any of those games before, it's just like those ones. So that means there is like, a huge, huge open world, and it looks like there's lots of stuff to do. And there sort of is, but it just it feels very shallow in certain ways. Just like yeah. it's always going into the, the caves or the, in this case, in Fallout 76, it's like abandoned buildings or like vaults and finding like new gear. And it just never to me gets beyond that like level of role playing. Like you, you level up your gear, you can meet people and Mm -hmm. there are quests you can get, but there's just like not the level of like interconnectedness. I would like from an RPG in like 2000, well, I guess this game came out in 2015, but I I want more. I want more from this kind of experience than what they're offering. Yeah. Also, there are some really janky bugs in this game and I only played for a little while. So yeah, I, I played for like four hours, mind you. Yeah. I found two like very obvious, very annoying bugs. Hmm. Well, Bethesda, are you listening? <laughs> They're probably working to save their other hot mess right now. They're not going to go back and fix yeah. Fallout 4 anymore. I played Fallout 3 for the PS3 for a while, and I just, I don't know if the game was too big. Like, the Switch is perfect for me because I don't know if I would have played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, like just being able to, to just play in my bed or whenever to take a slowly chip away at such a huge game. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 3, I just remember going into like super just places and run, running around and just getting too much stuff, enough so that, uh, you know, I just couldn't walk that fast anymore. <laughs> so um, That's the pain too, yeah, the over-encumbrance. As, as someone who likes to collect things in general and has kind of a little bit of a hoarder kind of like bug in me um, doing better with it. But like if you're in a video game and you can just do that and there are no consequences, why wouldn't I just take all the things? It's Yeah, exactly. And like in fallout four, you can do that even more because you can like, basically you can break down things into their component pieces yeah, and then use them to build housing in like a village for the people you meet. Now, that just means instead of like before you could limit yourself to only getting like valuable gear and materials because of its resale value. Now you should really pick up everything because everything can be used to make like the housing and the the amenities and the features for the village. That's cool. That makes sense. 
but I, I, I mean, I just don't want to like go and like find all these different like rocks and like coffee mugs and like rubber hoses and stuff. And like, it's just yeah. not something that I, I did that with Fallout three and I loved it mm-hmm. and I did it with Skyrim and I loved it. And now I'd like to do something different. Yeah. Um, it sounds a little bit similar thing. It's kind of like um, SteamWorld Dig 2 a little bit, where you got to go and find things, trade them in for... But to, at a bigger scale. Yeah, that's that's the key there, is the scale is distinct. Like, And it also more directly feeds into like what you're doing in the game, because you go and you bring the, the, the rocks and the minerals back to the village, and you buy upgrades for Dottie, and then Dottie like, maneuvers better and fights better in the caves. So it's like you're getting a more direct feedback on that. Mm. Huh. I like SteamWorld Dig 2 a lot. Oh, man. I, I 100% really of the game. That was the first game. Did I've... you finish the trials? Yeah. Oh, I, oh I, I could not do that. I nice, nice. I, I finally, it was like a, was the thing you get is like proof of completion or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, like, that's the first game that I have ever wanted to. I mean, I still think that at some point in the back of my head, I'm at 100% Breath of the Wild, but we'll, I mean, years down the road, maybe. Yeah, maybe but when you're like retired. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm going through my second play with that. I haven't played in a while, but I am in the, the master mode uh, in like the pro mode screen thing. And I know there's a ton of Karox. I got a lot to do in that game, but SteamWorld Dig 2 is like one that just kept me coming back and, and wanting to, to just play as much of that as possible. Enough so, I, I played that before SteamWorld, SteamWorld Dig 1. And Did you I, go back and play SteamWorld Dig Yeah, one? I went and got one, and, I, and, and that was much shorter than, than the other game, but it was yeah. good. I, I, liked, um, I liked that as well, and I thought 2 did a great job of um, improving upon it. And I thought, and I can't wait to see, I guess they're going to announce something this year, so hopefully it's 3. I mean, it feels like, yeah, it's about time. Yeah. If the SteamWorld Dig 2 came out in like fall of 2017, yeah. then yeah, they should be... Two years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they had, but that's yeah, that's one of one of my one of my favorite games. Um, so Fallout, anything else? I also tried Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, what do you think of that? You know, I I think they're trying harder to like make you invested in the story because yeah. like the first hour of that game is like almost all story. Mm-hmm. It's about you know you're this young girl Aloy who is born and like grows up as an outcast in her village and the setting of the game was really cool to me because it is post-apocalyptic but it's also like we've humanity has kind of like bounced back a little bit you know they're not, they're still not to where they were pre-apocalypse or whatever but they're surviving and now they're yeah. like not the the king species anymore there's like these giant robot dinosaurs running around yeah so that came out like the same time as Breath of the Wild, I think, or like a week like before. Like exactly, almost exactly the same time. Yeah, and so that game was so I, I had a lot of similarities to it, but except for it just it looked really cool. Uh, like the graphics of it looked nice, and um, I was always curious about it. Like that was like when I, if I were thinking about getting a PS4, it would be maybe to get that game because. Uh, that really seemed interesting to me and people enjoyed it. I think mostly. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of similarity to breath of the wild. You're going around and like picking up stuff to you craft 
And in Aloy's case, she uses a bow and arrow as her primary weapon as opposed to like swords and shields. Mm. So it's all about like getting material for arrows and different kinds of arrows and like different traps and stuff that you can use to make it easier to fight the the robots. Mm. I just, I don't know if I'm going to get back to it. Like I played for the first like hour, like I got to the point where Aloy has to do this, uh, this proving and then it's like if she does that and wins the proving, then she can ask for like knowledge about her past because everyone, no one talks with her about her past, like who she mm-hmm. was or like where she came from. She doesn't know anything about her like true mother and father. But yeah, I, I kind of I ran around in the world and, you know, the one thing that always makes me less likely to explore these kinds of open world games is when the ease of navigation, it, it, or it's not easy to navigate. Yeah. Like, uh, I know it's not realistic, but I kind of want it. So, like, if Aloy jumps off a cliff, she just, like, you know, can fall 50 feet and, like, do tuck and roll at the end, and she gets up and she's unharmed. <laughs> or if she's, like, falling from too high, she's Kelly. got, like, a wing suit, or she can, like, do a grappling hook to, like, slow her fall or something. Yeah when you make it too difficult to move around such a large space and you want to add like a bunch of terrain and Mm -hmm. different vertical levels, it really puts me off when you make it difficult to get around that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think about games like, I mean, well, breath of the wild, you have your sailcloth so you can just jump off and I mean, there's falling damage, but most of the time if you're jumping off, you can kind of use that and just fly around um, that's better about it. Yeah, and I mean, and then there, I don't know what Just Cause is. Do you ever play any of those games? Just Cause Four, I think Four is the most recent one. I haven't, but my um, understanding is it's like a lot more freewheeling. Yeah, because like I know that you have like a grappling hook thing, and you also have like a sail thing. I think so. Like they want you to fly through the air and grab onto everything and, and fly through. So that I don't know if there's falling damage, but like. That seems like um, I think I'd give that a try too if they came out if I had a system that would play that. But in the other end of the spectrum is Mario Odyssey, where there's you could fall off a building and you just tuck and you're fine. Right. Um, like in uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, Punished Snake has unlimited sprint, mm-hmm. so like he, it, you know, it doesn't make sense that he can run like five miles sprinting without like taking a break. But who cares? Let's. There are there are different aspects of realism to video games. That yeah. As long you don't need to be realistic, you just need to have a consistent logic and set of rules to whatever you're doing in the game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And as long because then you or the person playing the game can get on board with whatever it is, but you know, just be yeah consistent about it. Yeah. And then lastly, this was actually very recent. I tried the Resident Evil Two remake demo. Now, have you played... Did you play the Resident Evil games? Yes. So I I played Resident Evil actually pretty recently on my PS4. Okay. I played Resident Evil 2 on the Nintendo 64. Okay. It's not the ideal way to play that game, I think. No. I No. I played a lot of the, those games on PlayStation. And then yeah. Code Veronica yeah. was on Dreamcast. And then... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But RE2 uh, looks pretty good. It is very gross. Like, yeah, yeah. You're getting pretty graphic with it. Oh yeah, they they are narrowing the uncanny valley for sure. Wow. 
and uh, it controls pretty well. It looks pretty good, even the gross stuff. And yeah. the only downside was it was a 30-minute timed demo. So Play as you, much as you can with 30 minutes. Yeah. You can die and regroup and start again, but you when 30 minutes is up, you're out. And like I, the, the best compliment I can play is like it didn't feel like nearly 30 minutes when I got kicked out. That's cool. See, that's – man, maybe years later or something. I don't know. It, 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 things like that will pull me back to PS4 to get a, to get a PlayStation because like – I remember those games, and I really, I the first Resident Evil game I ever played was three, and that I remember being like in the basement with my stepbrother, and my brother, just playing. My stepbrother, my brother, and me, uh, just playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, playing that game, and then having to turn the music off, or turning the sound off of it, and we were playing music over it because it was too scary. When they did the jump scares and all that stuff like that. And I had to be like nine or ten, you know, uh, and maybe yeah, around that age. And for some reason, it was Tupac's California Love that <laughs> I associate with Resident Evil because we would play that music, uh, that album or whatever. And, and that's the song that like when Nemesis came out and like did all that. So like since then, it's always been kind of a, a close to my, And now that they're remaking everything, if they, I mean, they're going to make a three at some point. They're going to make yeah, remakes somewhere probably. down the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I never played seven. Um, I have six. I played. Good, I have heard you can skip six. I it's it's five was all action. So four was a little bit of action, but more kind of the horror thing. Five was pretty much all action for the most part. Um, six. Uh, it, it tries to do everything. There are multiple storylines. Leon's part of six is really cool and kind of more of the horror stuff. All right. Um, okay. But I don't remember. I remember trying to play co-op with like my friend Pete back in Rochester and it was kind of frustrating. Um, so, but cool. I'm, I'd love to see, I probably look up some videos or something to see how, how it looks. Um, cause I imagine they're using probably the same engine as they did seven for two. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. Um, Cool. It's coming that, out in like two weeks, too. Is that a game you think you're going to buy? Oh, yeah. it's uh, A while back, I pre-ordered a bunch of games on Amazon before they shut down like the oh, auto yeah. 20% yeah. off. Yep. And that's on that list. Also on that list is like Cyberpunk, which is like oh, who knows when that's coming out. Right. Like the Final Fantasy VII remake, who knows when that's coming out. Cyberpunk has been in development for a while, right? Evidently, yeah. I mean, it's not... I mean, at this point, it might come out on, like, the PlayStation 5. Yeah. You'd think they might be doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll see, though. This yeah. is Maybe this is the year we'll start hearing things about the next round of systems. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's rumors always circulating about Switch stuff, but, like, Switch Mini, Switch Pro, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Uh, CES was recently... Um, and I know that a lot of things, a lot of devices were USB-C, uh, like TVs and monitors and stuff like that. So, yeah, the, yeah. so the dock, you don't need the, you know what I mean? Like, if that's the case and we're all starting to go towards the USB-C future of stuff, you don't need that dock anymore. I guess maybe you do. I don't know. Hmm. They'd have to change it and make a new dock, I imagine. Yeah. But. 
So yeah, Dan, I think that brings this episode of So Many Bits to a close. Uh, if you want people to find you anywhere online or you got any projects you'd like to tell us about, this is the time. All right, I think the main project that I've been working on uh, is Weird Booze Weekend Chicago. Uh, basically, we try some, uh, it's just 12 episodes. Each episode's a different liquor. I grab, grab a gr- bunch of people, uh, three people panel every episode, uh, mainly made of Chicago residents. Um, Try it, and then we try it with Malort uh, and, uh, <laughs> to see if Malort tastes good. And uh, there's one episode that it does. Uh, oh. So um, I am in post-production with that right now. But there's a small teaser trailer, so if you're listening, go to the Facebook page and just like it, and you can see the different behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, and there should be an official trailer, hopefully by the end of January um, or you know soon. So um, check it out. That's what I, I would say. And they can follow you at, like, at ain't got no tweets yeah, to my, get my, updates. Yeah, my Twitter is uh, ain't got no tweets. I'll post uh, updates for stuff there um, sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're on Twitter, go there. Awesome. Well, as for us, uh, I can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. We're still on Tumblr. We made it through the purge. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or download from Spreaker, from SoundCloud, from YouTube, from Spotify. We play games, twitch.tv slash so many bits. Those are Wednesday and Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central. Wednesday, usually for card games, usually Magic the Gathering Online or MTG Arena. Thursday for more of a variety of games. Recently, I played all the way through this game, Asura's Wrath. Uh, it's a 2011 360 game that's kind of a little under the radar. Took a look at that. Uh, we'll be coming back with more uh, Let's Plays coming up pretty soon, I think. And last but not least, please thank you very much and have a great summer. 